This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful, beautiful Monday morning to you out there. Good wishes to the good people of Plateau State, the market women, the care drivers, the cleaners, the bankers, and the doctors, the businessmen and women, all of you who collaboratively contribute to make and moving Plateau forward. We want to wish you strength, discipline, and responsibility as you carry out your various endeavors this Monday morning. This is the program Let's Talk, your favorite morning radio current affairs program on J101.9 FM. And uh, my name is Zoe Machunga. I am your host. I am your co-host, Moreni Keji Olodilua. Thank you for joining us this Monday morning. All right. Uh, now talking about insecurity. Uh, it is everybody's problem and it has been raging and going on uh, for a while now. And that is what we will be dissecting this morning right here on the program. Uh, that is dissecting insecurity, Southwest Farmer Herder Crisis, Kagara School Boys Abduction, the updates, human rights abuses, uh, panels of NSAS and the, uh, the Lekki toll gates and what went down there again. We'll also look at the firearms amendment bill and to discuss all of this th- with us this morning we have with us a dr nankin bagudu is the director for the league of human rights thank you for joining us this morning sir thank you very much good morning listeners good morning to you and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the morning jay uh, for the first time i believe yes Okay, now uh, we've seen a lot now uh, concerning insecurity in the country. We've seen the back and forth uh, that happened with the uh, Kagara school boys. Uh, we remember just end of the year last year, we saw the Kankara uh, school boys. And schools are, are increasingly uh, becoming places where uh, safety now, or will I say children are becoming uh, targets now for abductions and ransom. I mean, where are we headed to at this time our roads are not safe our schools are not safe our homes are not safe what is going on we've also seen what is happening in the southwest the farmer heard a crisis the dimension it took we saw what happened in shasha markets as well and uh, well the senate has been talking uh the the house of reps have been speaking even the president said this morning that nigeria has had enough blood shed all there in the papers but before we get into it let's hear uh what uh, some rep members had to say what some Senate members too had to say concerning insecurity in the country and uh, let's get to it. Almost all the incidents of abducting students from schools happen in northern Nigeria and with incidents like this we will be reversing all the gains that were made in convincing parents and wards to take their children to school. So there is need for our security agencies and government to ensure that we come up with a strategy of ensuring security in schools.
constitute a working group to participate in this consultation. We will work together to examine the cultural, religious, and localized conflicts over land and history that are often at the root of internal security challenges and violent upheavals such as occurred in Oyo State last week and other parts of the country over the years. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, you just had uh, the call, the Senate, uh, to call for a state of emergency, all the trends on insecurity. Now, will the federal government bow to pressure from the Senate to declare a state of emergency on insecurity? Um, Ex-service chiefs tell Senate that it will take 20 years to end insurgency in Nigeria. Also, the House Committee on Police Affairs and Justice will meet the Inspector General of Police to insist on a speedy and thorough investigation of what happened in Oyo State. The Kagara abduction and the dangerous trend of insecurity uh, has forced the Senate to call for a state of emergency, and they are worried that armed bandits, terrorists, and other violent groups have gained an upper hand over security and law enforcement. Majority of citizens are helpless and defenseless against these constant attacks and causes of lives and properties. What is your view on this, Dr. Nankin Bagudu? Yeah, certainly only a fool would think that things are going on normally in Nigeria today. Every day we wake up with stories of people who are clearly licensed to kill without accountability. Kidnappers are having a field day all over the country. At times they kidnap victims. Even when the, the, the relations with the victims pay compensation, they still kill their victims. And it's becoming clear now that kidnapping is becoming a very huge industry in which people are making millions of naira across the country. That's insecurity. And when it happens, like what happens recently in, in uh, Kagara, government merely issued directives that they must go after the killers. After that, we hear all manner of stories going on about conversation or, or hmm. I mean, negotiation going on between the kidnappers and the, and the victims. And then we hear that how much money has been paid. This is very worrying because Nigerians are no longer safe. We can no longer go to farms. People can no longer travel between cities and communities and arrive safely. It's a very worrying trend. And I'm happy now that everybody has come to realize that the future of this country is at stake. Except all of us speak, regardless of our religion, our ethnicity, our political affiliation, this country's future is doomed. Hmm. And I think that it's something that all of us are concerned about. We have very many cases that we can make reference to. Just not too long ago, we had the case of uh, Nani Drenkat, a, a, a brother of ours who was kidnapped in the university community, mm. and his uh, his daughter was kidnapped. And later on, they were able to get back the girl, but he was killed. Mm. There are many other cases that are happening, right even in Joss. So all over this place, people are no longer safe. And uh, it is something that we have to reflect back as a society, find a way forward, because the rest of the world is moving forward. People are making electric, electrical, uh, electric cars. The world is changing very fast. It's very sad that Nigeria, at this age and time, we're still talking about conflict between farmers and others. It is really a primitive society. Well, still uh, on the the kidnap that the Kangara schoolboys now. Yeah. Uh, the team who led the bandits, you know, yes. the leader, you know, according to reports, said that uh, the government, the state government, dared them, and that was why they made that move. What does that resonate with you? Yeah, well, I'm not really in the picture to make any comment on that aspect because I'm not sure of uh, the truth of that statement. Mm. Whatever it is, 
it is completely wrong for anybody to go to a school and kidnap students who are in school and on a flimsy excuse that the state government tell them. That's not a good excuse for you to kidnap students. Up today, we're still living with the scare of the Chibogas. We're still living with the scare of Le Shaibiru. We're still living with the scare of many other students that have been kidnapped across this country. And it has made education extremely difficult for people to go. The northern, northern part of Nigeria is very backward in education. And this is making things even worse for us. So I think it's something that we're extremely worried about. It has even exposed, look at the kind of school that students are attending the in Niger State. That were all over it is shocking. Yeah, it was I cannot believe that in this century, students are going to that kind of school. It is a shame on Northern Nigeria. It's a shame on Niger State. It's a shame on all of us as Nigerians. I mean, the, the boys recently came out to say they don't want to go back to school any longer. And it seems that their parents are of the same opinion as well. You cannot blame them. Actually, you cannot blame them because not only the, the, the school environment is not conducive for learning, the school is not fenced, and I doubt, I doubt if if the member representing that, that constituency in the Senate, on the House of Assembly, on the House of Reps, will send a child to that kind of school or his relations. So I don't think that school is a disgrace. Mm. And this is just this is just one out of thousands of schools in the north. It's very shameful. We have a selfish elite in this northern Nigeria who are all interested in their selfish interest. Well, here is Sarap here. Sarap, uh, corruption. Sarap calls on FG to probe Ubek and Subebs. Why? Sarap is saying in a statement on Sunday yesterday that allegations of corruption in Ubek and Subeb violate the rights to education of millions of children who continue to face unsuitable learning conditions as shown by the poor learning and boarding facilities at the Government Science College Kagara in Niger State. And they're also saying, according to the statement, uh, I, I quote, uh, we will be grateful if your government would indicate the measures being taken to address the allegations to implement the proposed recommendation within 14 days of the receipt and or publication of this letter. If we have not heard from by then as to steps being taken in this direction, Serap shall take all appropriate legal action to compel his government to implement these recommendations in the public interest and to promote transparency and accountability accountability in Ubek and Subebs. Allegations of corruption in Ubek and Subebs undermine public confidence in education sector lead to erosion of education equality and access and if not urgently addressed will lead to an increase in out-of-school children and exacerbate educational inequalities in the country. So do you think that uh, the Senate will have the power uh, to, to make FG to bow to pressure uh, to declare state of emergency? Well, is um, I don't know whether I mean with what we're seeing in the northeast, in the southwest, in the central, in northwest, everywhere. The issues in Nigeria go beyond declaring a state of emergency. Mm. The problem in Nigeria is structural. People have said Nigeria needs to be restructured. That is the only solution to the problem. If you declare a state of emergency on security, what difference will it make in the long term? There are fundamental problems affecting Nigeria as a country, which have to be addressed. Without addressing those issues of fundamentals, mm. we're wasting our time. You declare set of emergency on security, so what? What happens after that? They, they, they may set up some ad hoc bodies, some committees, some uh, agencies who will ask to do this and, and this and this. After two or three months, something new comes up. That emergency is forgotten. 
the government has declared the emergency on so many aspects of life, but nothing has changed. Except what does the fundamentals of Nigeria as society. Nothing will, nothing will change. Well, some experts have come out to say that it's apparent that we, we know the problem. We actually know where this bandit. I mean, if a Shegumi can go, you know, have talk to them, that's to say that we know their location. They're not faceless after all. But it seems as though we have, we lack the political will to deal with this matter. Do you think that is the situation? Exactly. The government has, if the government is serious, this thing can be resolved. It's lack of political will. Are we saying at the state level now or at, at the federal level? Of course, it's a, the security is a federal issue. It's not a state issue because the law provides every security is on the hands of the federal oh, government. So where do we remove the... A governor is the chief security mm-hmm. of his own state. Well, those that made the constitution put that merely as a formality. But in reality, the governor has no power over the commissioner of police. Because if there's a conflict between the governor's directive and the IG, the IG's own subsidiary to the governor. So it is just a mere, mere talk. What most governors are doing is to provide logistics. They provide vehicles. One of the state governors actually came out to say he's the chief logistics officer. Exactly. So, but in terms of power, in terms of directive, in terms of giving command, governors are helpless. And that is the reality of life in the country. That's why people are saying Nigeria must be restructured. That's the only solution. I mean, we saw the governor of Niger State say that he already uh, bought a drone, but he does not have the permission to use it. I mean, he bought equi- equipment to take care of insecurity in his states, but then he does not have permission to use some of that. So, I mean, I can imagine how constrained. Yes, yes. I, I saw the interview and where, where he said they are still waiting for clearance to import mm-hmm. the... And a situation has already it. happened in yes, the states. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that, that is the issue. It's because... Those who are benefiting from the system now don't want changes. Mm. Changes will affect their benefit. And that's why... So then what should the people do? I mean, we voted them in. And if the people we voted in do not have the willpower to bring about the change that we're looking for, I mean, what should we do? What is the legal thing to do? Certainly, one of the things that need to be done is for us to amend the constitution. Okay. The constitution needs to be amended... Not in the way it's being done currently, but mm. it be done in a way that is holistic, that will achieve results. The question we have today was imposed by the military. Mm. And as long as we remain as we are, nothing decent, nothing honest, nothing sex ever worked towards Nigeria, we will not move forward. So all we are doing today now, we will not solve the problem except Nigeria is structured. That is the solution to the problem. Mm. Well, others have actually said that a proper Beyond amendment, we need to do another and a new constitution. Yes, that's that's another argument, which is to the extreme. Mm. That we have to put away the the entire constitution and do a new constitution. That is possible, but that is only possible if the political class in Nigeria today, who are benefiting from the status quo, we are ready to sacrifice for the first sake of this country. But you know, changing status quo is very difficult. If you are living a life where enjoying all the best, your children go to the best school abroad, you, you have the best houses, you have the best cars, you have houses where you have swimming pools, you, you go for a weekend in London or South Africa, Johannesburg, and come back on Monday, mm. and then suddenly they want to remove those things from you. Suddenly you resist it. Sure, but the house is crumbling, all of us now. So it, it's time for them to realize that time is going. Hmm. Okay, again, um, it's still with uh, that news. We also... Um 
We also saw in the news this weekend the plane crash. Uh, that is the plane that was going on surveillance to carry out uh, some surveillance activities concerning uh, the Kagara schoolboys and uh, what happened uh, with that. Now, uh, there is fear of sabotage. The Chief of Air Staff, Air Vice Marshal Oladayo Amao, has ordered an immediate investigation into the air crash involving the Nigerian Air Force. And uh, uh, what, what is your take on that? Because it was scheduled to conduct surveillance missions over Niger State and its environment in, in, environments in connection with concerted efforts to secure the release of the students and staff abducted from the Government Science College. Yeah, I read that, that news with a lot of sadness. I mean, we've been hearing of complicity yes. of our security, complicity of government. I mean, and then here they are saying fear of sabotage. Yeah. As I said earlier on, we are really shocked about the incident that happened yesterday, and uh, we await the report. We are, we are await the report of the Air Force on the incident. Before we can make any comment on it, but it's very sad because the young, promising, vibrant pilots who lost their life mm -hmm. at the very age stage of their life in their career is quite sad. When you join the Air Force, you join the Army. Your dream in the future is to reach the peak of your career, but at this very young age. At the very, I mean, rank of a lieutenant, you are still very, very low at the lower level. And it's a loss of life, not only to them, but to their family. Mm. It's very sad. We hope that the Air Force will do proper investigation and come out with the reason behind the crash. We hope that it's not sabotage. We hope that uh, it won't deliberate. Hmm. And we pray that it's just a mechanical problem. Hmm. Well, we hope so too. And uh, when you look at the list of names there, but let's leave that uh, for another time. Well, let's take a look at this one as well, where the chief uh, press, uh, that's in Niger State now, where Niger government secures release of 18 abducted passenger. And uh, um, the Niger government on Sunday said it has secured the release of 18 abducted passengers off the transport, the state's transport authority. At the chief press to Governor Abubakar Sani Bello, that's Mrs. Mary Noel Berge, in a state statement on Sunday said no fewer than 18 passengers on the NSTA bus were on uh, February 14th abducted by bandits in Kundu village near Zungeru in the Yakila district of Rafi local government area of the state. Well, and also uh, we heard just what Ahmed Lawan said that most kidnappings happen in the north, In the, uh, most school kidnappings have happened in the north. Why do you think this persists and this is more common this way than, you know, in any other part? Perhaps well, there's something I think we're doing wrong and there's something the other people are getting right. Well, I think the little issues that are involved, first and foremost, is the nature of the schools that have been built in the north. Hmm. The schools are poorly built, poorly fenced, poorly secured. And the children of the very poor are those that attend these schools. You can look at the, the, the picture you have seen. The school has no fence, hmm. there's no gate. There is no facility whatsoever in the school. And therefore, they make it a soft target for kidnappers. Secondly, kidnapping has become a big industry in the north, hmm. where parents, because of the, because of the, it become a premium industry, and parents are ready to pay. If not because of the fact that schools are involved and the whole world has raised alarm over the Kagara issue, even the people who are kidnapped by the, by the Niger State Transport Company, they think we have not made any news. Because it happens every day. And the parents or the relations of those passengers could have been left to pay the compensation. So now that it happened at the same period with the kidnap of the school students, they have become an issue of interest of the, of the state government. So the, the nature of schools in the north, if you look at what happened in Dabchi, mm -hmm. look at what happened in, uh, in um, 
in Borno State, it's very clear that the way the schools are, are, are located and the poor quality of, of, of the environment of the schools are contributing factors. And the fact that many of these uh, Fulani men have lost their cows and to rustlers. Some of them now have gone, talk into, talk, gone, gone into kidnapping as a very lucrative business. Mm. So it's seen as a very lucrative business where you make more money. Being that unemployment. Yes, unemployment. And, and, and therefore, you, you go into kidnapping. Some of them also find farmers. So you have done your farm, you cannot harvest, and so you pay a particular fine. So it's a very big industry, and, and all of us are, are in trouble. Suffering food insecurity. Exactly. And look at that. the cost of food stuff now. Mm. It's extremely high. It's affecting every facet of our lives. Exactly. I mean, people cannot come into the country to invest. You in the country, you cannot even enjoy being in your own country. Safely. Exactly. Yeah, so let's still go back to uh, the Deputy Speaker, Femi Bajabia Mila of the House of Reps. And he's saying that they will work within all powers available to prevent the violence that occurred in the Shasha market in Oyo state and the house of rep uh, uh we know neither has the control or or the power or to command the country's security apparatus but they say that they can make uh the the investigations to be more speedy what will this do for us at this time well what happened what they can do what happened in shasha is a typical example of what i call ethnic profiling mm. where a truck, a, a, a wheelbarrow pusher, who's a house man, who by the way is not even a Nigerian, pushed his wheelbarrow and, and, and affected the tomatoes of a Yoruba, Yoruba man. And that simple act, like I've been resolved within the market square, took on ethnic dimension and ethnic classes erupted out of it. It's quite worrying. And now you see a lot of uh, top politicians from the north are going to Ibadan. To go and fight for peace. I saw the governor of, uh, former governor of Zamfara State, who brought Sharia in Nigeria that led to the killings of thousands of Nigerians. Mm. I saw him on television talking about peace. It's, very, it's, very, it's, an, it's an irony. <laughs> I also saw the former governor of Kano State going to Ibadan. So, so many of them going to look for peace. It's an irony that they're all interested in when it affects their own people. They're now looking at Nigeria as a country, of, as a whole. It's quite, quite, quite worrying. I think that. The issues in Nigeria cannot be resolved outside the bigger issues that affect us as a country. Mm. And that, I think that that's the only way out. If that would that, have that been done, we're merely applying cosmetic measures to address a fundamental problem that is affecting us. There are some sicknesses that you have. You need Panadol to solve it. Mm-hmm. There are some that you need a surgery. Right. Nigeria needs a surgery. Without a surgery, you keep taking Panadol. Or your, your, your food in your, your, your kitchen is rotting. So remove the food and throw it away. You're, you're, you're spraying perfume on your food. That cannot solve the problem in the long term. It's only a cosmetic measure. And except we do that, we're wasting our time as a country. Mm. Well, are you saying now that the approach by the southern governors, the dialogue and all that have been going on so far, is not going to, you know, savage the matter? It will solve the problem in the short term. It will calm trade nerves. But it has happened over and over and over. If you look at the history of Nigeria in the past five years, Something will happen in, in Ife. Some people will not to go to the south, go and talk. The matter will calm down. Something will happen in Lausa in Lagos. People will not to go and talk and calm down. Something will happen in the north. Some people will come from the south to come and come and talk and tell them. But 
the fundamental issue will not be solved. And I think that except we do that, we're wasting our time. Okay, let's come back to the north now, where some areas have been tagged ungoverned zone, uh, zones, and we've seen that for a while. Rafi local government seems to be one of these places. Now, the question is, how long are we going to have these locations where there's no security, no police, no presence of police or the military, and it's been handed over to the, it seems the military controls those areas year in, year out. How long are we going to have that situation going on? Yes, as long as we don't solve the problem that's fundamental to Nigeria, that thing will continue. The Nigerian army, the uh, police, the air force are already overstretched. They cannot govern Nigeria on their own. And therefore, many areas of Nigeria cannot be governed adequately. Mm. Traveling from from one part of the north to another part of the north is like, if you watch the the, the National Geographic uh, film, mm. where, they do, where, where they show uh, the animals crossing the river where they are full of crocodiles. Mm. You know, when they cross, you see, you see wildebeest, you see zebra. When they are crossing the river, crocodiles are fighting to catch yeah. the animal. I'm sure you watch that film. That's how it is in Nigeria today. Traveling from one place to one part to another part is like that. It's a fight for your life. It's a fight for your life. So you travel from here to Meduguri today, you are not sure whether you arrive safely or whether you'll be kidnapped. Mm. I, was, I was a lawyer in Meduguri in the, in the, in the 90s. We sleep just by 6, 6 p.m. We won't come for case in the court of appeal. We are at Medigur by 2 o'clock in the night. And nobody happens to us. The only thing you see on the road is white animals crossing the road. But today, things have changed. And except Nigeria is structured, we will not solve this problem. Hmm. Okay, we've also seen the Senate President, Senator Ahmed Lawan, uh, had on Sunday took a lambasting slam on Southwest governors, accusing them of being the masterminds of the killings in the Shasha market crisis. The Senate President had further alleged that the governors are also responsible for the violence and attacks against the northerners in the Southwest region. Recent violence to the latest call for the eviction of Fulani herdsmen out of southern states alleged that utterances by some Southwest governors were responsible for the killings in the Shasha markets in Oyo Ibadan and other violence against northerners in the region. The Senate president had also said that leadership failure in the region caused what happened in Oyo and other things that kept happening in the southwestern states. But, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't given enough blame to what is going on in the northern states. What is your take on this? Well, I think uh, I'm surprised to hear that statement. That statement is one-sided. All of us had what the governor of Bauti State said. The governor of Bauti State said Headsmen have a right to settle anywhere in the country. Any forest is free. They have a right to bear arms. Now, I didn't hear the Senate President condemn that statement. Mm. Because if a governor of a state can come out openly and say that some part of Nigerians have a right to violate the, Fire, the Firearms Act, gives them a right to fire, bear arms, the Senate President should have first attacked him. For making that statement, mm. because what he said was irresponsible, and we didn't expect the government to make that kind of statement. You can, you can see the relationship of Nigerians over that. Southwest governors, every governor has a duty to protect his own people. I mean, the statement they are making is out of frustration. What's happening in on those states? They, they have they have a forest law that says nobody can encroach into a forest without a permission. And if headsmen go to that forest, the government has the right to enforce that law. So I don't think the Senate president was fair to them because they have a duty to protect their interest. The governor of Ekiti State, the governor of uh, Oyo State, the governor of Ogun State are all fighting to ensure that the people are safe. Because human life is valid, is, is very, very valuable. One person's death 
can lead to the ruin of a whole family. Mm. If I break ruin of your family, right. one person dies, and nobody else takes their family, children mm. will end up completely ruined. And the society where we value human life, we must talk about it. Mm. So those governors are fighting for their people's lives and their livelihood because there are too many examples of the people being killed on their farmlands. People being destroyed, uh, properties being destroyed, women being raped. And they have a right to talk about it. It's not, it's not an issue of politics, it's an issue of reality, what's happening every day. Hmm. Indeed, it is our reality. Well, in a counter-response to the Senate President's position, former Aviation Minister Chief Femi Fanikayo deberated Lawan, arguing that blaming Southwest governors and leaders for the failure of the federal government to provide law and order and protect the people from terrorists and savages will not help the matter. It will only make things worse. And um, still with this issue, and we're still asking you this morning, why is insecurity and crime becoming increasingly widespread? We'll open the phone lines now let's get your thoughts on our discussion so far zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight hello and good morning to you hello good morning good morning thank you very much my name is i'm calling from teacher go ahead let's go yeah i will comment your guests you have spoken well in the question that you asked and actually when we see the the whole of insecurity that is happening in Nigeria is something that is very, very worrisome. Seeing the kind of measure the federal government is taking is not paying off. And the state government also have the right also to wake up on their own, to make their own state. I think the number one security in the state is the governor. If the governor and the other assembly will make the law that this is how they are going to take the issue of insecurity, then I think the thing will going to uh, be, 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 be okay. Because we are calling on the federal government to create this state policy. This state policy is going to help. See how some people in their state, they have the, uh, the power to tackle the insecurity. But because of that constitution that do not give them or do not allow them to do so, that will make them to be reluctant about it. And also, like your guest have said, the comment of uh, Governor of Puerto State, I think we have apologized for this comment. And if we have uh, apologized, I think people should accept this apology. We will not be repeating what we have said since we have apologized. And we are calling on the federal government, if justice is not happening, that's to say that insecurity will never stop. Because what is the justice now? If a person has committed a crime, there is not anything that will make the, the government to negotiate with criminals. And if the justice have done, if they have caught a, a criminal and they have killed them, example, the kidnapper, I think it's very, very good. Like, example, now that we see that some uh, governor, like in Niger, that they are going to party, that is going to meet the uh, criminal, we see that the criminals can be touched. So that means the government will use the opportunity and arrest them and prosecute them accordingly. But negotiating with them, giving them the money, is something that is very, very uh, not commendable. So we are, calling, we are calling on the government to check the issue so that the team is going to be free and fair to Nigeria and life. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you indeed for your time this morning. Hello and good morning to you. Hello. Yes, welcome. Yeah, good morning to you, my presenter. Good morning. Anyway, by the voice, you shall know them. I'm Saloki from Bukuru Welcome, Saloki from Bukuru Locos. The voice of the masses. Indeed, speak Go for ahead. them. Yes, uh, let me welcome your guest. Thank you very much. They are one of my voices on this planet. Mm. I want to start with a quotation that says that the worst that can happen to a community or a society or a state or a nation 
It's a situation where the good ones keep quiet and allow the evil ones to strive. So therefore, we the good ones, including our folks with our guests, will not keep quiet to allow the one to strike and start doing evil things. Painting the evil to be good will not, will not allow it. Issue of insecurity that's happening in this country, the Nigeria is a free state. Free state because a country cannot start from one point to another point and you are sure going back freely. The situation whereby our schools are, are, are depleted, no, 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 no school, no standard education. The school that is a situation where you, the hospital are depleted, no, no standard facilities. That's a free state. Mm. And to working off the government are going to negotiation and dialogue with mm. unbanded is not acceptable. I appeal to the government, if the government are honest and justified, you see what happened in, uh, in Mutsi Tinoro? The government, that is the, the minister, they do a sovereign securities network and deal with these guys uh, severely. The same thing they do for Niger Delta. Mm. Why not use the same thing and deal with the North? Now, I believe Nigeria I mean, have the intelligence, sovereign, they have uh, the ability, they have the capacity, but from forces are talking to the army to do the action. Mm. So I appeal to Nigerians to raise their name in gold. Nigerians have been killed. How many Nigerians have been killed? It's lucky, but we but just changed the service chiefs. The so the first thing, let us use our intelligence. The army should be special who are the sponsors because some people are benefiting from this attack. Mm. You can say they're paying money. Who are benefiting from this are paying? Some people are benefiting from that money they're paying. Mm. And that's the thing continue. So until they make a sovereign, spiritual uh, sovereign, special the people, deal with them and deal with their sponsors. If we don't do this, we keep on petting them, negotiating with them, to, to be honest, this country is heading to a fire that we may, we may break up. All sorts of things will happen. Which I will pray will not happen to this country. Thank you, Mr. Airport, and we pray God intervene and fish out these people who are behind Thank you so much. Thank you, Voice of the Masses. Hello, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Danger. Yes, this is Benjamin Zakaria. Um, all the way from there. You're Thank welcome. you for calling. Go ahead. Yes. If I remember, in the days back of the previous government over insecurity, uh, the previous Mr. President was saying that these uh, sponsors of insurgents, we aid together with them, we run the activities of this government together with them. He was saying, in whereby. He don't know them, but they are there within the system. So I don't know. As this government, they are talking of negotiation. Oh, you know, nothing wrong to give amnesty to bandits or terrorists. I don't know whether those people that the previous government were saying that they were in the system, we don't know whether they are the one that, you know, swap over to rule this country. If not, why, how can a government of the people forget about his innocent people of a given country to go by and, you know, negotiating with terrorists or bandits? How can we believe on this government or to say, how can we trust this government? This, this government, the way they are ruling, it has been in my heart to say that if I see another leader coming up to lead this country, my heart will beat, will give me a beat whereby I don't know how it will lead. So for me, let's, we want to see the government penetrating these terrorists, these bandits, not by sitting with them and locking with them. That's to tell us that they are part of them. I'm telling you, my heart boils when I see people of Nigeria are being slaughtered, dying like chicken, like sheep, like animals. 
it boils my heart. It boils my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. Hello and good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. Let's hear your thoughts. My sister, this is Gustav from UT Joshua. You're welcome, Judy Sat. Go ahead. Do you know the truth of the matter? Mm. They call it say, you understand? The northern leaders are the problem of this country. You do know why? Why? Things are happening. They know how to solve this problem. Imagine Senate President become kind of coming coming out of him. Hmm. You understand? Why can't you address? Let me tell you, Zui. If the Northern leaders want to address the situation of this country in issue of security, my, my sister, they will do it. Hmm. You understand? But some people are feeding facts from the insecurity. That was why they are running out, out of solving the problem. The other time that they call meeting in Arewa House in Kaduna to solve the problem, is it not sometimes went there and, and disturbed the, the, the meeting? Mm. Is it not in the media? Did they arrest any one of them? Let us tell us the truth. See what governor or a whole governor, sitting governor, the common command of him. Is he not there? Is he not incitement? You understand? Thank you Let so much for your thoughts this They're morning. Not. We appreciate your inputs. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. This is Richard calling from Richard Egwita calling from Tidewada. Richard Egwita, go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, you people are doing a very nice and wonderful job of educating the masses. The more great you have for that. Thank you. I will say that. I will say that. It's quite unfortunate that we find ourselves in this kind of society we are today. So the truth of the matter is that the moment there is no fairness, equity just reigning in a society. What replaces is anarchy. And that is what we are witnessing today. And for the fact that we have leaders that have actually come to cajole us and to also tell us that security will be things of the past, mm. economic recession will be things of the past. And today, we are not actually seeing policy, ideas, programs that will redirect us towards growth and development as regards to the issue we are facing today. And if you look at it today, you can see government agencies saying clearly that you can negotiate with bandits, with terrorists. And what happens to the state? It means that the state is a failure already. And if they are not willing and they don't have the capacity to also put us to the right track, it is better for them to resign. It is not under necessary or must. You must continue as a governor, as a president. And I would say that. I think it is high time responsible people begin to also come into politics. You should not, we should not sit back as a responsible citizen and say, no, allow them to continue. Because whether you like it or not, the moment they come to power, any decision or policy they come up with, it will also affect us directly or indirectly. Thank you and God bless you all. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much indeed. Let's get back to the conversation concerning insecurity. We have looked at what happened in the Southwest and uh, the decision the governors there have taken. We've heard what Lawan had to say concerning that, the back and forth going on. And we're still asking you this morning, why does this problem persist? And what solutions do you have to proffer? We're done lamenting. Let's begin to talk about solutions this morning. Now, um, let's also 
look at this. Now, what's the use of SWAT? What's the right thing to do? Should kidnappers be made aware uh, that, you know, money and ransoms would not be given? Yes, because if you pay kidnappers ransom, you are creating a big industry. Hmm. Somebody kidnaps a, 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 a person, demands for 50 million, you give him 5 million naira, you are giving him money to buy more arms. A cycle continues. And people now realize that it's very easy to make money from kidnapping. So it must be stopped. There must be time where it must be stopped. Because kidnappers go for soft targets, and nobody long, long, is anybody, nobody longer is safe again. And I think it's something that has to be addressed in a fundamental way. And I like what some governments are saying, that we should stop giving kidnappers money. It is very important. Once you know there's no money to be paid for kidnapping, that will stop. But at times, the victims, particularly individuals whose children or, or wards are kidnapped, often are highly agonized, and they are forced to pay money to get release of the awards. So it's a very complicated issue. Mm. But I think that the government should not be in the forefront of doing that because it increases a spiral. And these kidnappers are very good. They go to houses, kidnap children, particularly female children. Mm. And because they know the attachment their parents have to their, their daughters, they are able to pay an amount of money. In the long run, it doesn't help. I think that we should use technology to reduce the kidnapping. If we do that, it will address this problem in the long term. Mm. Well, let's look at the comparison that has been made recently uh, with the bandits and the Niger Delta uh, and the request for a blanket amnesty. Uh, we've seen Sheikh Gumik, uh, who described it as a carrot option and says it is achievable since the federal government at once extended the same olive branch to the Niger Delta militants to discourage them from attacking the economic interest of the nation. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's an insult to compare Niger Delta militants to bandits. There's no comparison whatsoever. There's no criteria or basis for comparing them. Niger Delta, those people are fighting for resource control. They are fighting for control of their resources. What they're doing is bad. But here in the North, it's a completely different game. What are they fighting for? They don't, they don't have any basis so, for fighting. Some people have said that these people are farm uh, elders who have battled with the cattle rustling. And yes. that because of that, it's their business. So because of that, you know, they pick up arms and start doing other no, things. That, so, that's, not, that's, that's not that's not discussion whatsoever. If cattle rustling is, is an act of theft, it's, it's being done by thieves who steal cows of, of other fellow Fulani men and take it to Southern Gwang and sell. It's stealing the gospel. It's not only cattle that have been stolen, too many things have been stolen in, the, in this country. But for you to compare uh, cattle rustling with banditry, I ask for banditry, if I ask for amnesty, it's an insult. I'm so surprised that a religious leader who is very vast in, 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 in this religion will, will you, I mean, with, with that kind of that statement, it's very shocking. And there's no basis for whatsoever for it. So, so do you think giving amnesty to the bandits is, is, is a move, a right move? It's a completely right wrong move. It has been tried in the past. We know the governor of Casino State tried it. It failed woefully. The governor of Zamfara tried it. It failed woefully. Mm. The governor of Ejigawa tried it. It failed woefully. So it will not solve the problem in the long run. Mm. We have to improve our security network, improve technology, and I'm sure that as soon as they complete the IIM, IIM, NIM um, registration. registration, I'm sure that it will reduce these instances because anybody who makes a phone call, they can trace it mm. and reduce the instances. But it is an insult to compare the two 
and also to grant blanket amnesty. It's shocking hmm. that someone can say that kind of statement. I'm surprised. What is your your view on uh, Sheikh Gumi, uh, who, well, he has denied ever negotiating with armed bandits terrorizing parts of the country, but he's saying he's uh, initiating peace advocacy through which he preaches to them with a view to discouraging them from criminal criminality and their bad ways. A well, lot of people have taken this. It, some say it's a two-edged sword. Well, I, I, I don't understand the basis for him going there to go and plead we saw with him them. With pictures, yes, in pictures with the armed bandits, and they were brandishing their weapons. I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's, an insult, it's an insult to our sensibility that so people know where these bandits are. Mm. They know their location. They know what they're doing. And yet, they're allowed to operate. That means we have a government, we have two governments in Nigeria. A, go, a government of bandits who are, who are well armed, who go and attack innocent citizens. And then we have people who know where they are, their location, and they go to plead with them to hold their arms. Can you imagine that happening in America? Hmm. Can you imagine that happening in, in any civilized country in the world? Can it happen, happen that even in Ghana here? It cannot happen. Because there's a government in place that takes the law seriously. So I think that uh, the government must be up to arms to do itself. I'm sure that if that is done, it will do this nonsense because what is going on in this country is very shameful. Hmm. All right. Well, different thoughts and different strokes for different folks, they say. Well, Gumi added that the amnesty, which he described as carrot option, was achievable since the federal government had once extended the same olive branch to the Niger Delta militants, discouraging them from attacking the economic interest of the nation. Let's talk this morning. 090-556 in four places. Nine, nine. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, morning. Radio Mama. Everyone, I'm calling from Nigeria. Mm. Um, you're getting some point. You know what I can't understand? Since Gumi knows where they are, that means in uh, in the federal government knows where they are. Why have they not gone there and killed all these bandits? Why? I don't even. Why, why are they calling the bandits? Bandits is a food. They are food soldiers or an offshoot of Boko Haram. That is it. They go to schools because they don't want them to uh, acquire that Western education and all that. The last one they did in Kagala, uh, before, I mean, uh, the, the, the one they did before this last one. I watched those children on television. You see the, 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 the psychological impact the trauma they went through. They, they, one of them said that they warned them, they showed them ammunition yeah, where they took them. And they said that their government cannot even protect them. That if they see them back in that school again, that they are going to kill them. And the boy said he will never go there again. So what are you talking about? So the federal government knows what they're doing. The problem is that they, have, they don't have the political will to fight them. And then when we were talking about everything, even if we change them a hundred times, it's the command. The command, they, not, they, the army, army, they work with command. If you give them a command that you don't want them to kill them, they, don't, they can't kill them. Look at what is happening in the in the in, 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 in that, that is what is happening there. Can't you see the command happening there? Mm. So what are we talking about? The only thing is that if we continue this way, we are going to go on this one. Because we are now... They're now united to a third state where there's so much uh, insecurity. Citizens uh, have lost uh, trust in the government. Mm. The vulnerable state of the educational and health sectors uh, uh, compromise, you do sharing, compromise electoral process, compromise border. Everything is compromised. Hmm. All the same, let's not give up on this one. Yoga, I didn't my take this morning. Thank you indeed, and we will not give up. We'll join Hello, Bakary. good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, yes, we, we can, can hear, hear you. you. Hello? Hello, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Please do reach us again. Hello and good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. to you. Welcome. 
This is Nenche calling from Tudungwada. Go ahead, Mr. Nenche. Yeah, uh, the truth is that if your sense of emergency or security will make all these children and kidnapping will stop, is it not better for the federal government and the security agency to, to work on it? So if you're going to stop all this kidnapping and all this Boko Haram killings, they should do it so that this country will become peaceful again. And what is happening, I, I pray that God will intervene. My, my regards to your guests out there. Thank you. Have a nice day, you too. Hello, good morning. Yeah, morning is very much longer. It's mm-hmm. the next time I'm calling from Terminus. You're welcome, Emeka. Well, is a country where the Minister of the, the Minister of Defense said Nigeria should defend themselves. You have the Minister of Information say the bandits should come to dialogue with them. Uh, the country where even people that are saddled with responsibility of giving us power are saying they cannot do anything about it. So they're living up to our faith. But the only thing I have to say here is this. Let us have half of the security men following these guys, our security, our political office holders. You saw the Shasha, uh, when the governors went to Shasha, you saw the, the number of security men there because of the governors that came there. When the governors leave, I'm not sure you have the equivalent of that same security. But it's unfortunate. You vote, we vote in Nigeria, we vote for our political office holders. They move around with security and they tell you that the town is secured. Them that they are telling you that the town is secured. They are moving with security men, so that is the irony of everything. Thank you so much, Emeka. Now let's get to our feedback handle on Facebook. Isha Ishak says, only God can save us from this idiotic leaders, uh, not words or actions. Uh, Ice Kid says, God bless you, FM. Well, uh, look at God save Memo says, the solution to Nigerian insecurity is prayers. May God help us. Well, these are the solutions I do not buy. Prayers definitely it's has not, its, its place, but we need to sit down on the table and chat the way out of this. God is not going to come down to do this. I believe we did this much of it ourselves. And we have to solve it ourselves. Kanayo Joseph is saying, the state of insecurity in this country is absolutely alarming in the sense that the present government and his team are earning uh, earning all the happenings today. I have absolutely lost hope in our today Nigeria. Aminu Abdullahi Shaibu says, good morning, Jeff. I'm actually, uh, Mr. President, have to put state of emergency in this country because of our insecurity. Our country needs a prayer. Lapshak Ghana says the approach by the government are talking to, are taking towards this bandit is totally unacceptable. Uh, that was the same approach that took, okay, that was taken with Boko Haram and they gave this bandit to encourage them to work stronger. Any form of criminality should not, should be crushed and not pampered to avoid others from springing up. Ah, true story. Eric Nyam is saying, use technology as drones to tackle insecurity. Barnabas Uke is saying, morning presenter and the guest, everything that is happening in this country, our leaders know much about Kagara students' abduction. Two governors and Gumi meet with bandit leaders to discuss way forward for them. Release the students, according to Punch newspaper. Let this government do the needful to save this country. Don Jimmy is saying, well, for me, issue of insecurity in Nigeria, FG plays politics over it because uh, of their family members affected that is why 
Well, Saeed Aramu says, what is happening now will always happen in a country where politics are taken more serious than the issues of security. So Nigerians have now stooped so low to the extent of negotiating with criminals. What a shame. Our government should cover their faces in shame, and they should also know that they will give account of their deeds one day. Mm-hmm. Jen P. Cholom says, insecurity in Nigeria has become a business for some of the political and religious leaders. If not, how can a religious leader be unborn with terrorists? and no one seemed to care. That is a sign of a failed state. Comrade Dadong Antibas is saying any government that violates what the constitution or the law of the country has planned to throw the country in calamity and that is what is happening in Nigeria. The extent of the constitution is to guide those who administer the country. Now that we have given ourselves lawbreakers as our leaders, how do you think we will see the green light of the day? Anybody agitating for negotiating with Boko Haram or bandits is also a member May God bless JFM. Thank you so much uh, for all your thoughts and your inputs. Um, now back to you, Dr. Nankin. Are we saying that, um, even though it's unconfirmed about ransom paying, but I mean, some people say when you put two and two together, um, with the release of the Kagara boys, are we saying that if indeed uh, they have been released, that uh, this means that ransom was given and uh, what if it wasn't given? Are many kidnapped victims, uh, are you saying the kidnapped victims would not have been released without ransoms being given? Well, it's difficult to say whether the boys have been released. We're having completing reports mm. about the release, and some are saying they're still in custody. And the figures as well. Yes, the figures. So it's difficult to say, and uh, often the government will always deny that no ransom has been paid. And But more often than not, you hear other versions of the story. Mm. But it's going to be very unfortunate and very sad if the government is in the forefront of paying ransom for the list of kidnapped students. I think that it is a weakness taking too far. Mm. And I think that should be discouraged. All right. Tell us more about the Arms Amendment Bill, which has scaled second reading in the floor of the Senate. Tell us about this piece of legislation, how it will stop proliferation of arms, mop up small weapons, and all of that. Well, I think the Senate has decided that uh, there's need for all, for the, the, the law that exists now to be amended to make it stricter for people to have access to arms. You know that a lot of Nigerians go about with um, a lot of uh, headsmen mm. go about with arms, and uh, they, they they plant it. Most of them claim that they're doing it because to defend their cows from rustlers, but it, this has taken a life of its own. This no, I mean this new amendment will make it more difficult and more strict for this kind of arms to proliferate over the country. And we hope that by the time they find the tests are out, we're able to see how we can make contribution to make that law more effective in Nigeria. Mm. All right, thank you so much for that. And this is what we have for you in the offing uh, this Monday morning, the start of the work week. We hope that you have been educated, you have been informed, so you can make better informed decisions, especially concerning insecurity. It is all our business, no matter what it is. It is a problem that we all have to put our hands on deck and leave no stone unturned concerning this. I mean, I also saw at this weekend concerning some children uh, who were uh, abducted and I'm sure, well, they were kidnapped, I'm sure, and kept in a house somewhere in the southeast. And even the neighbors had no idea. I mean, the rumor is that she pounds the children in a mortar and does all kinds of Yeah, maltreated some of Mal- the, in fact, the, I, the two I saw of them of the in little, their own blood. One of the little kids, I, he, he shouldn't be more than four years old. And I'm, from the way he was speaking, you can tell he can't even speak properly. She broke my hand. Oh, she beat me with broom. And, and, and she, said, she, 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 she's an alleged religious leader 
who yes, runs with, the, with, with, with a religious sign right there. So we need to be more aware of our environment because most of the people interviewed said they were not even aware that children lived in that house. I mean, children make noise, children scream, children throw things about, but nobody knew. So let's all be aware of our environment and things going on in our in our environment is also a form of being security conscious. Let's, let's look out for our neighbors. Let's you know pay more attention. I thank you so much, Dr. Nankin Bagudu, uh, the, the director League of Human Rights. It was really nice having you with us thank in the studio. Thank you very much. Expertise and your contributions with us thank this you. morning. Up next, news top of the hour, and after that, the midday show with Ogidibo. Keep your dial locked right here Have on the Corona best station. Free one as well. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.